Thank you for listening to our midweek service from Christian Ministry Church. We're praying that this message blesses, encourages, and equips you to build the kingdom of God. And now a message from Pastor Tim Brooks. I want to welcome all of those joining us on all the different social media uh, platforms that we have. We're glad to have you. I just want to go ahead and start right off with the bad news. Uh, the bad news is this lesson was Chloe's to teach, but we uh, talked about it this week, and she needed to be with the youth group tonight. Uh, the Hot Springs chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is having their annual fields of faith, and some 3,000 high school students are on the lakeside football field having a church service tonight, and that's pretty exciting. That is very exciting. Uh, so she and Josh are taking our youth group uh, there, and she felt like it was best that she be there, so you're stuck with me. Turn to Matthew chapter 18. That's the bad news for you. Uh, the good news for me is I get to do it. Yeehaw! We're in a study on the laws of the kingdom, and we're now in our sixth lesson, and we've been seeing how God's kingdom on earth works like it is in heaven, and, and how the kingdom of God operates here on earth. And the laws of the kingdom speak directly to this. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, truly I tell you, that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. From this, we see Jesus telling us the power of the law of unity. Well, I want to talk about the law of unity. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image. So from the very beginning of creation, we see creativity and power come out of unity. The definition of unity is an external manifestation of an internal agreement. We have to tap in to the power there is in unity. Now, the first thing that we've got to talk about, because when we talk about unity we obviously go to a group of people in unity. But before that, James chapter 1, verse 6, 7, and 8. I want to make sure our church knows this. Write it down. Go back and read and study this. It talks about a person that is double-minded or has divided loyalty. A big problem we have in walking in unity is we're not unified in ourselves. And that is a big, big problem in you getting along with anybody else. You're not getting along with yourself. And many are very double-minded, is what James talks about. Some translations say divided loyalty. You, you act this way with these friends, and you act this way with these friends. You, you're just, you, you're, you're like schizophrenic but you're one way here and you're one way over there you use this vocabulary with these friends and then you use a whole different vocabulary with these friends one day you do this one day you do that one day you're out here acting like this the other day you're in here just worshiping the Lord and acting like this we're gonna have to get in unity with ourselves. there's got to be an internal 
agreement inside before you can get in unity with anybody else. And we're moving here, we're moving there, we go to church here, we go to church over there, this school, that school, this job, that job, this town. You, you come to a place where you get unified in yourself. This is the direction I'm going. This is what I'm doing. Here is the call that's on my life. And you'll never experience the power of unity with other people. You'll never experience the power of locking arms with other people and walking in the power of unity when you can't figure out what you're doing. You can't even figure out where you're going. You, you can't, you haven't figured out what you personally believe. And James talks about this and he said, this person's tossed to and fro. It's just like the waves of the sea. You, you, you just toss to and fro. As, as Christians, as, as Bible-believing Christians, we don't wait to see popular opinion before we make a decision. We don't take a poll to see how we're going to vote on this issue. See, you're unified within yourself on what you believe, on how you think. I know what the Bible says. I'm very clear on what the Bible says concerning the issues of today, and that's where I am, and I'm not swayed by culture. I'm not swayed by popular opinion. I'm not swayed by all that's on Facebook. I'm not swayed, well, Tim, that's just the way the world is going today. Well, Tim, that's just what accepted today. Well, Tim, that's just what is popular today. That, that has no bearing on God's Word. And you've got to come to a place where you're not double-minded. And, and if I'm the only one that believes this, I will be the only one that believes it. But I'm not, I'm not straddling a fence waiting to see which way culture goes so I'll know what I'm going to do. And, and it's just amazing. Just in the last few years, the, the, the flood of the agenda that, that most every sitcom or nightly TV show, most every one of them has a gay couple in there that's just normal and functioning. And, and now I can't even watch a football game that we go to a commercial and we got two guys holding hands or kissing. What? So we're, it's just everywhere you look, come on, we're normalizing sin. And, and I have already got my mind made up on this. I'm not waiting to see and I'm not double-minded. You read through the Bible and, and, and it's, 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 it's plain. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, see, there was an inner unity in each of those guys. And, and they didn't, look here, we don't even need to tell you about this. Our God's able to save us, but even if he doesn't, see, there was an, a unity inside themselves, just chunk me in the furnace, but I'm not ever going to bow to that idol. See, that decision had already been made. And too many Christians have not made decisions in their life and they're just waiting to see what way and how this is all going to come out. Daniel had an inner unity. In here, he already made up his mind. All the food came out and he said, time out. That's not what I eat. That, that's not what I eat. His prayer time was set in stone. 
Okay, don't pray. Daniel walked, went out of his house, opened the window, as he always did. See, there was an inner, he would, well, should I, shouldn't I, should, well, well, if I do, then this, if I don't, then this. See, there's an inner unity that, that you live on, and when you have that, there is power to live life. We're talking about the law of unity and the power it gives you. And, and young people, you just, you got to get a hold of this. I don't wait until the alcohol comes out at the party to know where I stand on that issue. I, I'm not, I, I already know. I already know where I stand on that issue. I don't wait till the profanity comes out for me to join in. I already know where I stand on the vocabulary that I use. I don't ever go into the voting booth and take more than a minute in there. I know where I stand before I go in there. I've already got it all filled out. Click, 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 boom, here we go. There's an inner unity inside yourself that gives power for living life. You'll never have any kind of unity with anybody else. And it's sad, so many people's marriages fall apart because you can't get along with yourself. It's not your spouse you're having trouble with. It's your own self you're having trouble with. They can't keep a job because they can't have any, they can't get control of their self. I know what God says. I'm very clear on what he blesses and I'm very clear on what he curses. And I'm in unity. I'm on God's side. I'm always on God's side. And there you have life of peace. Peace comes in your heart when you don't live jerked up. All right, Let, when, when you get uni, only when you get unified in yourself, can then you begin to walk in unity with anybody else, with a mate, a family, a co-workers, uh, and a church. Now let's talk about unity with others because there's a huge misunderstanding about unity with other people. A huge misunderstanding. Unity is not uniformity. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, it's real clear. We're all gifted very different. We, we all have different giftings, different talents, different abilities. God is not calling us to be a collection of robots in a church, in a business, in a family. He's calling us to be people with different personalities, different talents, different styles, different ideas, who are all unified in one purpose and in one goal. We're unified in our world view. My wife and I disagree very much on most every issue, but couldn't be more in unity. Now, now you're going to have to get a hold of this. We both want to serve the Lord. We both want to answer the call that's on our life. We both want to have a godly family. We both want, are you getting this? We both want to do well financially. We both want to live healthy. We both want to have a fun marriage. Anything you ask, we are in unity on it, but we're very different in how to make that happen. And there is the problem in understanding unity 
for many people. The law of unity is not working in their life because they can't lock arms and see powerful things happen as a group locks arms because we just have so many differences here. I hear all the time, I'm just better off without you. Well, you're really not. You're really not better off without them. To accomplish what God's called you to accomplish, we need one another. We need a whole bunch of each other to do what we're called to do. The law of unity. We've got to agree 100% on our worldview. We as Christians see life centered around God's Word. And that brings us into a place of unity. Now, here's the problem. It's very hard for us to work and to live in unity because we end up fighting over our differences. We end up fighting over our differences rather than see our differences as God-given strength to accomplish what God's calling us to do. On, on many issues, on many situations of how-to, I, I think of Paul and Josh and, and I as, as we're pastoring and, and shake the direction of our church and making decisions about what we do. Often the three of us very much disagree with each other. All the while, the three of us couldn't operate in more unity. Now, is this making sense to you? We can't let our different approaches our different giftings get us in disunity. And I see it happening all of the time. You have a different gifting and you're in disunity when you need to understand we're in unity, we've just got different giftings. But we let those giftings fuss, fight, argue, push us apart. I just can't believe, I can't believe. And instead of seeing that we're on the same page here. We, we want the same thing. I'm not fighting you. We're working out toward the best decision, but you and I are not in a fight right now. Unity is learning to make your differences be an asset, not allowing them to be a division in your life. And, and I, I just see this so plainly in, in so many areas of our life. Terry and I, first married, our differences had us on a divorce track. Uh, we were, our differences were just like sandpaper to each other, and, and you just, I, I could not believe she would think like this or do that, and how wrong she was, and it, and it wasn't until I learned to see that difference is why I married her, it's what God did when he brought us together, and it's the very thing I need in my life to take me further in life than I could take myself without her. Now, now we've got to understand this. When we begin to see our differences as an asset, it turned our whole marriage around. Because our marriage was just, it was over. We were going to totally set. I mean, this is not anything that I'm going to do until we figured this out. One is too easy on the kids. One is too hard on the kids. Well, you put those two together and you raise good kids. See, there, there are times Terry would come in and say, you go in there and deal with them. They need you. 
knowing that I would do something or say something or handle it in a way that she would never do. Many times I'd say, nope, it's your turn. You got to handle this, knowing she's going to go at this in a different way. And it's, it's hard for me to really believe how, how that drove us apart. And now it's the very thing that we so love and appreciate about each other. Now, that's got to carry over in co-workers. That's got to carry over in our church. That's got to carry over in our life as we learn this concept. Terry would spend way too much money on everything. I would save every dime we had. When we're traveling, she always wanted to stay in the presidential suite. I always wanted to pull over in a rest stop, lean the seats back in the truck. We're good right here. I mean, there's a bathroom right there we can go to in the morning. We're right here on the freeway. We can hit the road. I wanted to sleep in the truck. She wanted to be in the presidential suite. And the two of us, over a lifetime, we got a really nice, lovely home. But we also got money. See, it, and neither one of those are because of either one of us, but together, us living life together in total unity. And this is, I'm just talking about Terry and I, but I want you to know, I want to talk about this some more. We, we've got to move this into the workplace. We have to move this into the church, in our relationship with the church. We got people leaving the church that should have stayed in the church. We needed their gift. We needed their abilities. We needed their, See, but we got people that don't understand what I'm talking about. Terry and I don't divorce because we disagree. That's why we need to be together. Here just recently, Rhett and Natalie, our two newest staff members, and our youngest staff members, we, I couldn't be more on the same page with these two. You're talking about total unity they, they are all in for this church. They are all in for this church. They, they are sold out to what we're doing here. They've got a desire to see God move. They've got a desire to see the members of this church mature. We could not be, me and them couldn't be in more unity, yet we don't see anything alike. And I know that. That's why I hired them, and that's why I'm not firing them. Now, now, do you see this? Very often, knowing I don't see it like they do, on a very regular basis, I'm going up the stairs to their office to sit down and get input from them about a sermon, about a thought, about a session I'm doing. I want to have input from somebody who thinks different than I think, but I'm in unity with Recently, we were designing a billboard. So Paul and I are talking, and he tells me, oh, you don't have these colors, you don't use this. This is exactly what you have to have. Well, I think about that for about one second, and I think he's getting old. And he's catching up with me, and so he's probably not the one I need to be talking to about this. I need to get Tori and Rhett and Natalie and find out about this, not some old guy like him. That's what I told you. So, Totally opposite of what Paul just, you have to, and you can't ever use this. Well, except Tori and Rhett and Natalie, what they said was just exactly opposite of what Paul just told me. And I disagreed with all of them. But to say 
there's so much disunity in that church down there is wrong. And see, I hear that. There's just disunity in that church down there. You couldn't be more wrong. We're in 100% unity like you can't believe. You can't believe the unity in this team down at our church of the direction we want to go, of what we want to see happen in people's lives, what God's called us to do. Now, I know Rhett is much more gifted than me in designing colors on a billboard. I know I disagree with every one of his ideas. I know that we're both 100% in unity and we want to accomplish the same thing. So I'm going to turn this over to somebody who's a lot smarter than me and he doesn't get counsel from me about this. He gets with Natalie, he gets with Noah and comes out with a billboard that's nothing like I would have done that I now love. See, the guys in our media department are way ahead of me. But here's the bottom line, and it's always the bottom line. Pride, ego, the desire to be the boss gets in our way, and we can't take a better idea when it's not ours. Because of pride and because of ego, we have a hard time operating in the law of unity. Terry knows more than I know in certain areas. I know more than she knows in certain areas, and we submit to a better idea. It's not, you always get your way. Well, you got your way last time. Well, I'm getting my way this time. Well, what's the best idea to come up with here? The law of unity. The law of unity. There's power. There's power when people operate in unity. The Bible tells us don't be unequally yoked. Don't align yourself with those you can't be in unity with. Don't be unequally yoked. You, you want to surround yourself with people who are going the same direction you're going, doing the same thing you're doing. In this. Now, we're all different. We all have different gifts and talents. But I'm not going to surround myself with people who I can't walk in unity with. How do you see God? How do you see God's Word? How do you see God as He relates to you? Are you submitted to God's will? Are you pursuing God's will? See, those are things I can get in unity with. Are you getting this? We're in unity. We're in unity. Me, Rhett, Natalie, very equally yoked but got a whole lot of different ideas on how to do this. Terry and I, very much in unity on everything that matters, just different ideas on how to make this happen. From our position of unity, we use our different giftings. We use our differences to accomplish what God has brought us together to do. Well, Tim, we're getting divorced. Tim, I'm quitting my job. Tim, I'm leaving this church. Why? We just disagree. Well, do you? Do you disagree? Or is there just a lot of pride and a lot of ego and a lot of mad or a lot of hurt feelings? But the truth is, we don't disagree. We don't disagree at all. Maturity is understanding unity. 
Maturity is understanding unity. Well, I don't like the music here. Well, neither do I. I want one guy on a bale of hay with a guitar to sing one song. One verse of one song, get out of the way and let me teach. That's the kind of music I want. Well, then I guess you and Lucas are really got a problem. Uh, there's just not many people I'm more in unity with than I am Lucas. He, when he and I talk, we agree on everything. We, we just agree on everything. The fact that he has different giftings than me. I am gifted to teach the Word. Lucas is gifted to lead worship. And he and I both tonight put on a time, a church service, a time together that neither one of us could have put on without the other one. That's the power in unity. That's the power that God has called us in unity. When you get together with people who maybe are very different than you, but you are unified with them, you watch the power that happens when people walk in unity. Why can't we walk in unity? Because we disagree over our giftings, over our talents. We've got to understand unity, what it is, and you've got to understand what it's not. John chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus said, I am praying, not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me. I pray they will be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. That's what God's calling us to. Now you think about this. Jesus and God are totally different. Jesus and God are doing two different functions right now. They are doing two different roles, yet they are one. They are one. That is our picture of what we're supposed to do together. Two different roles, two different things that we're accomplishing. The power for living, the power for producing fruit in your life is in the law of unity. Let's go over this. The first step, the first step is you've got to get unified in yourself. You're not ever going to be happy. You're not ever going to be fulfilled. You're not ever going to bear fruit in your life as long as you're double-minded. You're here a week, you're there a week, you do this a while, you do that a while, you're a Christian for a month or so, then you're a heathen for a month or so, and then you're in and you're out and you're up and you're down. You're not ever going to produce anything in your life. First thing is you got to know where you stand. You need to make some decisions and know where you stand with God and with His Word, where you stand. He's clear, straddling the fence. Hot or cold, what does he say? He'll spew you out of his mouth. That, that's not a place that you can be productive. You don't straddle the fence, you get in. You get in, and if you don't get in, then you're out. You're not straddling the fence with God. Get in unity with yourself. When you're etern internally unified, when you know where you stand with God, where you stand with his word, when you know where you stand on seeing life, then next, you find you a church, 
You can find a mate. You find a boss. You find friends that you can live life 100% in unity with. This church is reaching people. This church is helping homes, families, marriages. It's educating people. It's discipling people. I'm 100% in unity with the direction of this church. On a weekly basis, there's decisions and things that happen around here that don't suit me at all. But I'm in unity with the direction that this place is going. And if you continue to jump up and leave and jump up and leave every time you disagree with a decision or a way things were handled or the way things were done, if you dump up and have a problem with that, you're going to have problems your whole life. I'm here. I'm committed to this church. I'm in unity with what this church is doing. Often it's not maybe how I would personally like it. But when I look at our school, when I look at our children's ministry, when I look at this church's youth ministry, when I look at this church's young adult ministry, when I look at the homes and the families and the marriages and what we're doing in here, I don't see another alternative anywhere around here for me. I see what this church is producing, and I'm not going to let my likes, my personal taste, or our different giftings keep me in disunity with people in this church. It's a law of unity. It's a powerful force in your life. Lock arms. Lock arms. Lock into the power of unity and become a part of what God's doing. Y'all stand. Lord, tonight we are so grateful that you even included us in your plan. Lord, tonight we, we just, we continue to push our pride down, push our ego down. We continue to push our stubbornness and our hard-headedness down. And Lord, we, we walk in unity with you and with what you're doing. We lock arms with a group of people that are going in the same direction we're going. And we're going to see your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're going to be a part of that. Use us, God. Use us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.